0: Okay, welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, a clinical psychologist, and um, the author of Three Minute Therapy, which describes REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, a revolutionary form of therapy devised by Albert Ellis in 1955 and 1956. And It changed the course of the psychotherapy movement at that time, which was more psychoanalytically oriented where you talk about your childhood and your crazy parents and your upbringing. Whereas Albert Ellis brought it into the modern age. And that says that our thinking comes, our emotions come from our thinking, our ideas about events, not directly from events. That's a crucial concept. Our thinking about events causes our emotions, not events themselves. That was first stated by Epictetus and other Stoics um, around, I think it was around 100 BC or 100 AD, around that time. And uh, we use rational emotive behavior therapy based on that, and the idea is our emotions come from a particular type of thinking, and that's thinking in terms of demands, must, should, supposed tos, have tos. There are three main demands, a demand on oneself, which says that because I prefer to do well and get approval, therefore I absolutely must, and if I don't, I'm a loser. Because I prefer you to treat me well, Therefore, you absolutely must. And if you don't, you're no good. And the third area is on the conditions of one's life, which says that because I prefer my life to be fair, easy, and hassle-free, it absolutely must be that way. And if if it's not, it's horrible, awful. I can't stand it. And I might as well just kill myself to put an end to it. So we help people identify their mas, their demands, their irrational beliefs, and teach them how to uproot it and teach them to be their own therapists because that's all there is to it. It's not so complicated. You don't need a PhD in psychology to help yourself and help others using this simple but very powerful theory. Today, I'm joined with our technical engineer, Chris Rossini. And our special guest, Majid Benes, for a second appearance. And Majid, I think you're going to tell us about how you used REBT with marriage issues. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, how my wife used REBT for health and the marriage, because I've been using REBT for, since I met you over almost 11 years ago. And... Uh, I got the, the concept and I'm practicing and practicing, although as a human being I felt sometimes to not practice and then I'll, I'll taste it again and then I go on back on track. But uh, my marriage, get, the, the, how we will, excuse me, <clears throat> how it got better because my wife finally, after years and years of giving her the book and stuff, she got the concept of what is the must. And she understood that changing your thinking not by pretending or thinking about doing yoga or whatever, but disputing your thinking, which is, why am I angry? Because my house, for example, must be clean. And then she realized like there is no must. What's the evidence that the house must be clean and spotless or I'm a failure? How does it make you a failure if the house is not clean? So she understood the concept, she, she started practicing, and one of the things that attracted her more is that when we start going to the mosque, uh, she really realized, I mean, evening after evening with the our equivalent to the priest, the imam, what's written in the Quran, that you're an imperfect human being, no matter what, you're going to mess up. You're never going to be perfect. You were born to mess up and make mistakes. And that is extremely similar to our EBT teaching and that attracted her more to do more exercise on our EBT. And realize that no matter what you do, you're an imperfect, fallible human being who's gonna mess up and do mistakes. And you're born and made and created to do mistakes.
0: Exactly, exactly, very, very good. So when your wife recognized that she's not a failure because the house is not clean, she was able to see the difference, a crucial difference between rating her behavior. Her behavior wasn't up to par because the house wasn't clean as she wanted it to be, but that doesn't make her, her being her personhood worthless or total failure. So that sounds like she got that insight and uh, that helped dramatically in your marriage. Is that right? Absolutely. It helps a
1: lot. Sometimes I tell her, let the house be one of the main problem we had is that her anger comes from the must that she didn't recognize for years, which is I must be the perfect mother and wife and house must. Come and then I help her by saying, you know what, let's leave the house messy for three days. What's going to happen? What, how does it make you? What does it make you? Are you a failure human woman? You're a good working woman, good hearted. You, you love your children. You love your husband. It's just dirt on the floor. Doesn't define you who you are, right? And she's realizing it. And also, I want to point out something that to everybody who's listening and watching this video, what attracted again my wife to REBT is that for the first time she's 49 now in her life, that uh, a therapist argued with her in a good way, did not hand her a tissue and said, mm, Your kitchen is dirty. How do you feel right now? <laughs> that, uh, oh, does it remind you of your mom the divorce she's like wow Dr. Adelstein said so what okay the house is messed up so what what does it make you and then she start realizing that wow for the first time in her life it, it, this, this, is her, this is her words I've been really put in the spot because all that BS of Freudian psychoanalyst that did nothing for her for years, nothing. But, oh, tell me about your childhood. Mm, the house is, we I mean, must be familiar as your mom. Anyhow, let's just want to share that with you.
0: Right, right. And it was my recollection, actually, that for many years, you would, while she was seeing a psychoanalyst, you would try to straighten out her thinking and and you got nowhere, but, it, but you persisted. and I best- uh, and finally, she saw the light. How did that, was there some turning point or some crucial thing that led her to change her idea about what causes her problems? Or was it a slow process? It was a very slow process because since I've been, I mean,
1: so you, over 10 years ago, I gave her the book. She read it, the book. That's what really was, but she didn't get it. Then she starts seeing other BS therapists and also, everyone is talking about childhood, blah, blah, blah. Nothing helped. Books, nothing helped. And it said, well, you know what? Why don't you see Dr. Atlassian one more time? And give you, you know, just go see him. And that was it. It was the slap in the face, like, whoa, I woke up.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a really slow I would say it was a slow process.
1: It was a very slow process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Uh, let me introduce our late coming here. Uh, this is Mick Berry. He's my co-author in the book, Stage Right, and uh, a usual partner on our 3-Minute Therapy podcast. Mick, did you want to put your two cents in there?
2: Uh, uh, sorry I'm late, Majid. Time oh, is you. away from me. Um, yeah, what you're describing is something I've heard quite often. And it's why Albert Ellis started doing rational, at the time he called it rational therapy then rational motor therapy and then rational behavioral therapy. But yeah, th- I know people that have been involved in psychoanalysis for decades and decades and they're just as screwy as they ever were. Uh, yes, It doesn't cut to the chase. It's how we think about things. It's not the things that happen to us. It's how we think about them that disturbs us or helps us. We can be self-defeating or self-helping, and it's all based on how we think about the event.
0: Yeah. Albert Ellis used to say to clients who came to him and they told him he would, they were in therapy for a while, uh, and usually it was psychoanalytic therapy at that time, and he would say, that may do worse. So not only does the psychoanalysis and talking about your childhood help, but rather reinforces the uh, unreasonable idea that it's your childhood or any situation that causes your emotions, rather than your thinking. Okay. Any uh, Majid, Did you want to say anything uh, to wrap up? Or Nick? Did you? Magie? No, Just say something.
1: I as a big. Like a fan of rebt that changed my life uh in terms of ocd as we had a couple episodes before it's really important when i talk to my friends to introduce rebt although it's really old i mean not that old but it's from the 50s nobody has an idea that it exists because of the messed up therapy out there <laughs> that uh i do i try to say that Change your irrational thinking because most of my friends, when I say change your thinking, they think pretend with blue water and blah 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 blah. But that's not our EBT. That's p- disputing your thought.
0: Right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. 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 So you. when you change when you change your thinking, you can change it to anything, and it's not necessarily going to be effective. So uh, you make good point, Masji. That the thing to change is your musts and shoulds, your irrational absolutes, and give up those rather than any old change. Mick?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to say, Majeed, you said REBT changed your life. I want to give you a little more credit. You changed your life. REBT doesn't change anybody's life. REBT simply provides somebody with the tools so that they can change their life. I used to have a horrible problem with depression rebt gave me the tools so that i was able to get rid of my horrible problem with depression but the tools have to be used and we take the credit for it uh, for using the tools rebt provides the tools and they're incredibly valuable and just to wrap that up there's a saying that which doesn't kill me makes me stronger which is not true no that which doesn't kill me does not make me stronger I make myself stronger by viewing the adversity in a self-helping rather than self-defeating way. The way I think, thinking rationally makes me stronger.
0: Yeah, yeah, good points. And along those lines, Mick, uh, when a client thanks me for all their improvement and helping them, I say, well, you deserve most of the credit because you worked at it, and I just gave you some tools and some perspectives to go toward, but you're the one who did it. And along with practice, I want to say that this really is not a REBT, and what we're discussing here is not a silver bullet. It's not one trial learning. It involves continually questioning, challenging, identifying your musts and shoulds, because as humans, we easily Uh, escalate our preference into into musts and shoulds. That's the way our brain works. So it's a lifelong discipline. So keep working at it. Keep practicing, as Majid has done. And um, and, uh, I'm sure, Majid, one of the reasons why overall you're doing much better, probably imperfectly, but overall is because you keep working at it. Is that right, Majid? Yes, absolutely. Practice, practice. Maintenance. I call it maintenance. Yeah. 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 Good, good, good. (laughs)
2: And I just wanted to throw in, it does take continued practice, but it gets easier and easier to do. We become more facile at applying it. It's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. as we as we apply it, we see the different ways to apply it and the different subtleties. Then normally we tend to get better. But uh, I don't think there's a perfect cure. We're all imperfect humans who act and think imperfectly. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Majid. Thank you.
1: Thank, you. thank you for having me again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good to see you again. Maybe you can develop some new problems that you can come (laughs) on to discuss. (laughs) uh, Thanks, Mick. And thanks, Chris Rossini, our tech engineer. If you have any comments about this podcast, please leave them below and give us a thumbs up if you liked it. Donate to Patreon to help support us If you'd like to be a guest, Majid survived a second time, so being a guest is not lethal. If you'd like to be a guest, (laughs) let us know, and uh, tune into the 3-Minute Therapy podcast every week to stay on the rational side of life.